She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Building. Welcome to the hostiest, roastiest, toastiest, and ghostliest podcast on the net. It's Nerd 35 the podcast coming at you know, for listening. Thanks for spending your hard-earned money and time with us tonight. Uh, Matthew Clark, Jonathan, is here. We're here with the Palm Castle, and uh, we were just talking about Chief Wahoo. Yeah. For about eight hours, and um, <laughs> John, so do they phase out the Cleveland Indians logo completely? Last I heard was that the Cleveland Indians changed their hats completely uh, to just the C, like the hat I'm wearing right now. Right. Uh, you know, for Cleveland. And that they were phasing out the Chief Wahoo cartoon, you know, Indian, Native American, whatever, Chief uh, face, the smiley face, like from Major League and all that. You know, it's it's yeah. a classic hat, and they're doing it because it's offensive to white people. <laughs> Apparently. It's a classic and, logo. I mean, it's uh, it's an institution. And my problem is... If you're going to change that, then you have to change Indians. Right. Because then what will your mascot be if you have to be completely politically correct? Right. An Indian. It would have to be like, you know, an IT guy or something. Or it could be like from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Great Tiger. You know, the turban and the jewel and the, you know. Let's, the whole, whole crazy stereotype. Right. Let's dissect it for a second. Okay, so it's a Native American man, Indian, and I just don't think the logo is really that offensive. I mean, he's reddish. I mean, okay. Um, the funny thing is, he only has one feather, so technically it's a female, if you know your history. sounds. I did not know that. Sounds offensive to the LGBT community, too. Let's get them on board. It's a lesbo Native American. It's very offensive I'm offended yeah I don't know I mean I yeah he looks don't happy. phase it out I would stick by my guns and try to keep that logo as long as I could I mean what's next the Braves actually you know what I think multiple feathers is female one is male that makes sense um yeah two Braves. feathers for two balls <laughs> two stones in the basket is one fold in the casket <laughs> The Braves, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, the tomahawk chop. I mean, th that's like right. one step closer to like doing the, the high all five. High yeah, right. Worked in the 80s. It's a good bit today. <laughs> and on a few shows ago when we brought up that same reference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's because there's so much history to it. I mean, it's like changing the Redskins. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know. It's it's a sport. It's not like a political party thing where the exactly you know it's, it's almost supposed to be kind of silly. Yeah, you know, they're the Cubs and the Tigers and the Indians and the, you know, like the the, the Crusaders. You know, everybody right. has like a it's it's silly. The Romans, Romans, right? That was offensive. The Romans, not very offensive. Things they did. You know, we have, a, we have a great agenda heads. tonight that you whipped up like Dole Whip, like Dole's eyes. And uh, I want to talk about the Sixers for a second. I know they just got the first round pick in the draft, One, which is great. Two, three, four, five, Sixers! 
Did you hear that they're the first team to allow advertising on their uniforms? Yes. I have and a problem with that. Okay. I, I, I think advertising keeps the world going around, and you should sell as much space as you can with boards and, you know, hockey does it on all the panels and money. But I just think it's such a cheap selling out move to put, like, advertising on your uniform. I mean, let's yeah. have a little bit of class for the sport. You know, how would you feel if the Eagles came out and there's a wing on one side of the helmet and a GoDaddy.com on the other? Yeah, I mean, it's, right. I it's, know. And that's it's what it's going to turn into it's, because put an end not, to it. you're not going to turn down the money. You know, like eventually these companies, there's people studying numbers and crunching all this data. And Hey, Ashley, you know, she just turned over three 401ks right now. The advertisement behind home plate is is worth so much because it's on the TV so many times. It's on the most out of all the like you know parts of the field. So eventually, right. these companies are going to keep spending crazy amount of money for advertising, and these sports teams are going to have no choice but to take the money. I mean, why wouldn't they? Right. And StubHub. I mean, it's right up here. It's really small, and it's genius because the freaking Sixers need help selling tickets. I know. So it almost it makes sense. But I heard someone say the other day that eventually it's going to be like European soccer. It won't be the Lakers across the chest. Yes. It'll be Staples. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to. I hope not. That'll be bad. They may, I again, mean, there's a lot of money brewing in there already. I mean, it's. There's already a lot of money. They're not struggling. I can promise no. you that. They might be struggling for ticket sales here and there, but the, they're not struggling overall. I remember back in 2002 when the That's second... Maybe 2004. I can't Sorry, remember. It was, it was the year the Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock was coming out. Massive. And for the baseball all-star game, Fox wanted to put like a red... Spider-Man web on the corner of the bases, <laughs> the base pads. You know, like first and second. Oh, quarter. really? It, like the like a sec a quarter of it would be like the red with the black web, and you know the hardcore baseball fans that were like, never, yeah, never, you will not to face my pads. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Uh, somehow Fox was like, oh, okay, never mind. So they didn't do it. But Good. that was so long ago. So imagine now this Sixers thing, they're just the first of everyone else, what everyone else is going to do. They're all going to have it. It's just a matter of time. Money talks, and everybody's got a price. Money, 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 money. I'm all about selling out here and there, you know. Money's yeah, money, you know, but I I think it looks let's have crap. let's cap it. I mean, what's next? You're gonna have logos on the the basketball, um, the backboard, or as Ted Cruz calls it, the basketball ring. Are you gonna have logos up there for commercials? I mean, I don't does, know. Does he call it the basketball ring? He said that in a speech. He goes, "What's amazing about this place? I can't do a good impression like Piscardi, but he said that." The basketball ring is the same height here in Indiana as the yeah. one in New York. He called it. A, I mean, what's next? Calling it baseball sticks? Yeah, right. <laughs> the Phillies won by yeah. four points. Yeah. 
But uh, I want to talk about this too. Uh, Jose Batista, you saw everyone saw the fight. Batista. He um. Got he's a big dude, man. And how do you say the guy's name? Odor. Odor. I mean, it looks like odor. Right, and I know it's probably not odor because that's too, like, obvious. But it's too easy. So it's... they had this beef going on from last year. When you remember Bautista did the thing with the bat, and he pissed everybody off. He did the bat flip heard round the world. Right. He he cracked a home run that capped off a seven run three error by the Rangers. Uh, just abuse in the seventh inning. Um, that uh, Cole Hamels was pitching a gem and these bozos in the, in the infield made three errors in one inning. The Blue Jays rally, they get, uh, you know, they get like four runs and then there's two men on and Bautista cracks one right. to give them, I think like a one run lead. Like they came all the way back from being down and he threw his bat into, you know, the second level, the upper deck. And it was amazing. So now, here we are. It's the end of the it's game. It's a vendetta. It's, it was at the end of the game. Did you know this? No, I didn't realize the inning. I didn't watch the game. I didn't. It wasn't on or anything like that. I didn't have it on, but I watched the the recap. You watched probably that punch a thousand. I've seen it like 20 times right. in the last two days. I mean, he slid. He could have He could have hurt him, too. I mean, he, he really... I don't think it warranted a punch. I think it warranted a shove and like, what the fuck's the matter with you? But he pushed him and then he punched him. And I, I just thought the guy is an asshole, by the way. I mean, he deserves to get punched in the head. But is uh, he an asshole? I heard I he's kind of a dick. I heard Me he's too. Kind of I always, he, I always hear it, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how. Who, who are the Blue Jay fans that are watching this guy play all the time? Right. <clears throat> that know he's such an asshole. Right. He's such a jerk. He didn't tip me at Baskin Robbins. They don't offer tips. He didn't sign my autograph. You know, he didn't give me an autograph. Shut up. He put lipstick on my dick. What? <laughs> but I just feel like, uh... I tell you what, I love watching baseball <laughs> fights. I've spent, actually, a lot of time on YouTube watching the benches clear and oh. pitch uh, when they hit the, the batter and... and it's very entertaining, I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you the first time I saw one live. It was in 1993. For all you young whippersnappers out there listening to the program. <laughs> and I was watching the Phillies in spring training in Florida play the Cardinals. First pitch of the game, Lenny Dykstra, home run. It was great. Nice. Later on that game, somebody got hit. I forget. It might have been Kruk. I forget who it was. Dude. But both benches cleared, and I thought, even yes. at that young age, I thought, this is spring training. Yeah, right. I mean, that was the year they went to the World Series. So the Phillies were amped up. Oh, that And I just mean. thought, this is the first game or the second game of spring training. Yeah, it's and like, they're fighting and clearing the bench. I mean, it's... The stars aren't even playing here. It was insane. But they were, but, because they weren't stars yet. Right. Yeah, they weren't. But it was it's so exciting to watch, and I just feel like... Um, that was a rough game, man. I mean, two of the managers got suspended. They got or kicked out of the game. Um, so what wild. happened was it was the end of the game. Okay. It was like the eighth inning. They kind of like waited until they got him at the end where like the game may not have mattered much. Okay. And they beat him right in the ribs. Yeah. 
Then he gets so he's on first. Guy up next hits the ball. Bautista is running into second and sliding into Odor. But when Odor throws the the you know like I guess it was like a double play, throws it to first. He's he almost hits Bautista in the face. Right, like throwing the ball right at his face. Did you <laughs> like imagine right his, too? Right at his head. Oh, he yeah. would have killed him. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And uh, you know he took him out, and then they both stood up, and Odor just clocked him, knocked his sunglasses and his helmet off of his head. Yeah. One punch, but he got didn't. He didn't go down. He's a big dude. He's six feet. Hmm. I mean, he's not going down. He's like Vince Vaughn size. You know, you're not going down very quickly. Vince Vaughn's like six five. Vince Vaughn is has the voice of an angel. If you ever heard him sing the seventh inning stretch at uh, Wrigley, it's the voice oh, of an yeah. angel, John. It's the voice of an angel. So, what kind of swag, Dodger swag, did you send me? Uh, I actually sent you a sperm sample from Utley. Don't ask me how I got it because I won't answer. But yes. So I sent you a. I, I was clicking own. around last night at Dodgers gear because I got a. I got a great life. By the way, last night I was wasted. I would have bought you like a car last night with the state I was in, man. I, I was buying all kinds of shit for everybody. I would have done it anyway. It's not because I was drunk, but I was very generous last night. I, I went to this painting class at work, and oh, yeah. uh, I just kept pounding beers and like Jameson. And, nice. and then my uncle was in town Jameson. from New York. So I met up with him at like 8.30 at an Italian restaurant for dinner number two. Chianti was flowing. I mean, I was in Jen's bathroom at one point going, where's your toothbrush? i got to brush my teeth. She's like, you have your own bathroom. Get out of here. And I'm like, I had like my shoes on and I was like getting into bed. I mean, I was all over the place. I woke up. I woke up. I was a, uh, I was a pube away from calling out of work. Not because I was hungover, because I was so tired. I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, 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 I was laying in bed at 10 o'clock. Like, I got to go to work. I have to be at work now, and I'm just You're oh, just I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting up. I can't move. I like, and I was saying that out loud to myself, like a mantra. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I need rest. I and I, you know what song I was listening to? This is how bad of a state I was in. I need rest. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easy. I listened to that five times between the shower and getting dressed, just to get me through the day. I was praying, which I do anyway, but I was. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so I was in bad state, but I yeah. bought you a, an authentic Dodgers T-shirt, and it's not a jersey or anything like that. It's just a cool. Nice. I want to get one for myself. It's a cool Dodgers, nice. and I always like the Dodgers logo. I know it's just yeah, an L and an A, but it's it's, it's so classic. classic. Yeah. And the blue like looks the, good with anything. Yeah. I mean, you Dodgers. Dodger I, have, I have a few Dodgers hats. They're they just look good with like any outfit. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. They're like a Yankee hat of the West Coast. They just like can yeah. go with any, any. <sighs> it's good. So I got I sent you a Dodgers shirt. Just get there Monday, and then as you know, I'm going to Petco Park um, this weekend. I'm going to make sure to get you the Padres tank that you so eloquently requested for your collection of memorabilia. Collection and of sports memorabilia that so I we wear like a five year old. So now that we're both loosened up, we can probably start recording the show now. And, oh! No. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Bautista-Odor fight was pretty uh, insane. Crazy. Um, 
I was just so impressed with Odor's punch. Yeah. I like the Rangers too. I don't know. What, I'm not like a fan where I'm rooting for them all the time, but right. I don't. I don't. There's just with Nolan Ryan and the history there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Hamels is there, so yeah. I kind of keep my eye on them. Cliff Lee had some tenures with the Eels. Oh yes, some innings. They went to the series in 2000. I think it was 13. Against. Uh, against. Who they go against? The Giants, I think. Yeah, in that's right. Seven or five. Yeah. Um, Vague's castle coming at you. Tweet us. Tweet us. D. Underscore. Underscore podcast. Twitter. Bernie Sanders. You know what? I uh, yeah, Bernie Sanders Trump. versus Trump supporters. Yes. It's a civil war of... Waiting to happen. It's brilliant. I feel like both supporters... Now, this isn't everyone, but I feel like the extreme supporters of both Sanders and Trump, it's so high. It, yeah. Their, their extremities, not their extremity. <laughs> Their extremeness is all the way up to ten and a half. Their zenith of feeling. The Bernie Sanders supporter, I'm not a Trump fan. Actually, I am a Trump fan, but not for President of the United States. But I would, I would hang out, and I don't agree with what they, they all stand for, but I would rather be with Trump supporters than most Sanders supporters any day. I think Sandy, at least the one that in, in Los Angeles, they're just a bunch of whiners. Right. And I like yes. Bernie Sanders, and I would vote for him any day over Trump, but I just feel like it's a bunch of, well, I, I, I'm entitled. Right. I majored in art, and I can't find a job, so it's your fault. And it's just... It's such a weird generation. It's, it's so... Like, let's stereotype the Bernie Sanders supporter. They're... Yeah, they're entitled. They're they're like, well, I'm an American, and and you know, my daddy was rich, and their daddy was rich, and their daddy, you know, like this right. is like a fourth or fifth or sixth generation of like wealthy Americans demanding Free handouts. Shit. Like, yeah. oh, I don't work. They're like the Occupy Wall Streeters. My know? daddy worked hard, so I don't have to work hard. <laughs> well, then what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> where are we here? Right, help me out. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hiring yeah. people from overseas for nothing. You know what I feel, too? My uncle made a good point about this last night, and I agree with him. We were talking about Trump, and he said one thing that Trump did that's pretty good is he brought a lot of attention to the electoral process and the, the electoral college and the election and the primaries. Like A lot of people didn't really care yeah. that much when it was Obama and Mitt Romney, but more people are like, oh, well, what's going on in Kentucky and the delegates here? And more people are getting right. involved in politics, but they should. And I think if anything good comes out of it, it will be – People need to understand the democratic process and how um, important it is to vote and get out there. Um, you know, and I have a theory about uh, why Trump is so popular now. Why? I have one too. You do? What's yours? Yeah. He's just a marketing genius. I mean, look at his whole career. He's a marketing he, genius. That's all he's doing. He's he's an advertiser, and everyone's. You know, Pied Piper, like, we're all sheep. But he's wearing the finest silks and gold. Toyotas are for family. Fords are for tough guys. Podcast is for ass kicking. Right. Trump is just an advertiser. Great shirt, by the way. You're fucking wearing a Montgomery shirt. He's an ad man. Yeah, he's an ad man. He can market himself. Except he can't do it successfully with his own products, but he can market himself. 
right. the so Trump steak it. and ties. And... All it is. Right, yeah, his, all his crap means nothing. But... I punched somebody at Trump tie one Christmas, and the next day, I forget who it was, but it was in the trash. And I was <laughs> like, all right, okay, I get it. <laughs> A Trump tie? Yeah, he had like t- the Donald Trump ties, and I bought one at Macy's. And it was like in the trash can the next day. I thought, okay. It wasn't like my dad or anything. Who threw it out? I forget. But it was like, it was definitely a, somebody close to me, like a friend. It'll come to me. When did you have it? This was like 2007 or oh. say, a long time ago. And but, somebody just saw it and threw it in the trash? Yeah, they got rid of it. <laughs> Like a, in the the outer trash, like it wasn't supposed to be seen. It was supposed to be like, but I was like throwing out like you know, a condom or something. Right now, the, uh, the Trump supporters, yes, the extreme ones. What do they think? What do they say? They what say. Are they, how do they tick? I mean, I know some people like Biscardi says he's gonna help. The, he's gonna fix the economy. He understands money better than most. The economy's fine. It doesn't need fixing. It It can always be better. Right. But we're not in dire straits right now. And I've heard that being in debt is almost better because now the country we're in debt to, they're not really going to mess with us. Otherwise, they're not going to get their money. So right. they better leave us alone. Just take it. It's take, like take the oil. Take this. Mm. Um, take this. My theory about Trump is that Here. why he's so popular right now is should uh, gay people get married? Yes, I believe they should. Um, should we have easier paths for immigration? I, I believe we do. And Obama has made a lot of this happen. With the uh, He had a big part in gay marriage and um, you know health care and everything like that. Um, but I feel, and it's sad, but I feel like a lot of, a lot of people in this country were not ready for that yet. They weren't ready to see uh, mm. a man marry a man legally. And that's sad, mm. and they should be able to marry. But I feel like a lot of people weren't ready for that. So you're you're seeing this underbelly of uh, so backlash. I'm not ready to see that. I'm not ready to see this. So away. because all these, all these monumental things happened in the past four years, there's a sick, sad part of the country that's not ready to see that. And they're feeding into the hate and the, the wall and all that stuff. So I, I think that's kind of why he's so big because if he were to run in 2012, he, it would have been a joke. Yeah. Right. So, so it's been eight years of that. So now people are like, yes, whatever, anything different. Right. Fuck everybody else. We tried it. It didn't work. You know, we tried having open arms. No, it's not. We're done. I get it. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's probably, I, I think it's a little bit of both. He huh. does. I mean, look at all it's the. Yang and Yang. My buddy was who works for the Sixers was actually there with like the whole you know corporate office watching the draft and oh. place goes crazy when they announced just that the pandemonium when the set when the Celtics got the third pick they went nuts. Then they announced Lakers two, Sixers one, and you couldn't even tell the difference. They're just oh. cheering and cheering and cheering. Yeah. That's exciting, too, to be down there with oh, those yeah. men and women of the Sixers organization. But he had a hat on that said, make the Sixers great again. Good. Good for him. See, that's like just Trump did that. This is know? one of your groomsmen, too, right? Yes. 
Yeah, I, I asked him to get me some free tickets, and he banned me from uh, <laughs> from Wells Fargo. He, uh, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. It's people that are kind of fed up, and then people just you know fo- following blind because yeah. he can talk. They're flying blind. Flying blind. Flying blind. Flying flind. We want to get into Donnie Brasco and Top Gun. But before we do, I want to ask you, do you like scalping tickets for games? It depends. I'm like okay. by myself or like with like a, you know, like a, a guy friend. Anything. Uh, I like do. Yeah, I'll like just I'll, I'll find one. There's okay. no problem. But if I'm with Heather, you know, I don't want to subject her to that type of villainy. <laughs> that element. Of underground crime? Yeah, that degenerate kind of, that Saul Goodman side of me where I kind of lie a lot real quick and do it like a magician where I'm juggling lies and somehow I get like tickets that, you know, no one else should have had. But you know what? Down here, it's so easy because these aren't sports fans down here. You know, they they have sunshine and they have other things to enjoy than a dumb game. The sailboat. In the cold. You sent me a video the other day to move to Florida. And at the end of your video, to like highlight the point, there's like the Sea Ray motorboat going off in the back. It was like a like a CGI thing. You're like, you gotta move to South Florida, Matt, and then there's like people in the sand and you know, it was at the end there was a boat just whizzing by like as like you digitally enhanced it in there. It was great. I um on Saturday, we went to the beach, uh, Heather and I and Mac, with Heather's Aww. friends and all their dogs, and it was like a dog beach and beer. Mm. So Sweet. Beer. And it was a gorgeous day, maybe 85. Ooh. Not a speck of right. seaweed. Not a speck of seaweed in the Atlantic. And we were just, we just got bombed, and I, I videotaped. I sent Clark a video, and I was like... Move back because on one of the most previous shows you said, "Nah, maybe I'll move back to South Florida." Right, I was a young snowbird. Yeah, I was actually never like a resident, but <laughs> yeah, you're a young snowbird. Oh. Um, and then I said you should come down because uh, you know it's nice. You could be doing this all day. We don't and... see the, the motorboats that much in L.A. I mean, you see boats out there, but you have to go like farther south a little bit to see that. Yeah, man, it is just high flying down here. High flying, tootin', rootin', and blutin'. You'll have some options without gluten. It's like just so intense on the East Coast, even in the tropics. Right. I don't know why. Down the islands. They're stiff. It's a lot of activity. Now, you mentioned. Like my day. Top Gun. Yeah, which is the it's the thirty year anniversary. Yes, nineteen eighty six. Seen Top Gun twice, and not in at least sixteen years. It's okay. And then you mentioned another movie. But by okay, the adjective I'm referring to is wait for it, wait for it. Bosses. <laughs> Oh, the reason I asked you about scalping tickets real quick, oh, yeah. I had a conversation with somebody about this. I get this from my dad, I think, but I get off on scalping tickets. I, like, 
if there's a concert that's sold out or a ball game, I will get in there. Yes. Like I will. I I prefer to do it. Yeah. I, I'll go. I have a great system with the Dodgers. I'll go there third inning, and you always get that guy that just needs to unload them, and you go, I have twenty bucks. I mean, take it yes. or leave. And they just want to. Yeah. And I just. I love it. I don't know what it is. It's like yes. it's like my stealing. I don't steal, yeah. but that's like the closest I'll, I'll get where I won't feel guilty. I love scalping tickets. Yes, it's like the closest thing to you know, because as a kid there were things you could get away with, right? You know, you, you could bend the law or bend the rules because there were so fucking many of them when you're a kid. Oh yeah. So bending them is the most is so exciting, and that's what Slashes. scalping like scalping because not only are you cheating the system of the the stadium and everything right but then you're also trying to cheat the guy that has them yeah you're like like, it's a win-win and and i i think it's great to buy tickets like you should you know support the teams you like but i don't know something about just showing up being like this is what i got you know and you kind of talk to them like i feel like i'm making a deal like i you know i feel like all you know 160 pounds of me is like Tony Soprano, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, here's what I'm gonna do. You know, I got these right here, and for, and for some reason in L.A., because I'm from the East Coast, I feel like I have like a street smart like advantage over whoever. I'm like, no, here's what we're gonna do. You know, like I have some accent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I always get in. My water, I don't think I've I've never paid for Dodgers tickets like a legal way. It was always some guy named Jose outside that it's like, well, I'll give you 25. And a cigarette or something, you know, whatever it is. But I was had a big conversation about that. But the Padres game, they're like, no, we're going to buy the tickets. I was like, no, just come with me. We're not going to purchase any tickets, uh, you know, in StubHub. Just give me $20 cash and follow me. Now, this is probably going to backfire because, like, I'm hyping it up. Where they're like, oh, I'm an undercover police officer. Hope you like San Diego jail. And I'm like, no, 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 And you're And instead of a tank top with the, the SD on it, you're getting, you know, San Diego inmate 4369287. It's, yes. it's going to be a mess. But <clears throat> Top Gun. That's what's going to happen. You're going to – no. So you, are you, you're telling them I'm going to – I'll scalp them? See, that's what I don't do. I only do it when it's me or just me and uh, a friend. I can't go for a group because I gotta it's, too do much, it. it's too much. It's too much. Got to do it. My my greatest scalping thing ever was the Green Mile opened up in the theaters in 1997, and I went with six people or whatever that was, 98, 99. I went with six people, and it was sold out. And I said, just follow me. And I went up to this black kid that was working there. Nothing to do with the story. I'm just giving an accurate portrayal of the gentleman I, in the I location at the 309 the Cinema. I would like you to point it out. And I went up to him. Thank you. And I said, hey, how you doing? I don't have the tickets. I just have this. And I gave him 10 bucks, which was kind of like a lot for a kid in 99. And oh, he goes, yeah. oh, yes, come right in. And we walked in. And I was like <laughs> doing like the, the, the hands in the air dance and everything. Like, Clark's the man. And I was like, that's it. Oh, so are you like... A master at this? I am so good at scalping and getting in there. You know who's better? Who? Joe Clark. He'll Uh, take my cousins to Lady Gaga, sold out, no tickets, and they'll be in the the box seats in like 20 minutes. In fact, I went to four Clapton tickets with him, and the only one we've ever paid for was ones that I bought. I bought the tickets legally. They were the Uh. shittiest seats. 
Every time. We were in two of the times. This is all at Wells Fargo. Two of the times we were in the, like, the, not the box, the, uh, like, the suites where there's, like, food and, like, waiters and and stuff. drank. Right. And we're having food. And he just, he, like, knows a guy that he pays money and he just gets in there. And I don't know what it is, but uh, something about just weaseling in. I like the weaseling. I, I don't like doing like it to the zoo, though. In. He goes, Matt, you know how you get in free to the zoo? You go to the side. There's always a black girl. You give her 10 bucks. I said, Dad, I don't mind paying for the zoo. Like, you're paying right. for the animals. Like, I'm not trying to cheat the zoo. Yeah, you right. know, they like church to... and zoo and, like, seeing the Pope. I don't – I'm not trying to weasel out. But, you know, something like a movie or – why not? Yeah, especially a – I'm a piece of shit talking about it. But no way, man. That's a skill. It's a skill. You know? We try. I mean, come on. But I can't take care of my own life. It only works for saving a few bucks at ball games. It's not. You're I, like, I can't play the stock market and, and do this. That's like Saul Goodman. He can't play by the rules. He's great when he breaks the rules. He's got to break it. That's exciting. But uh, nerds came up with the rules. Sorry, I have to change them. And it's no thirty-five. Twish. The, the podcast. Twish. Yeah, podcast. Hello. Snap us. So snap us at. Snapchat at nerd dot thirty five. Share it to your store. It'll disappear in a couple of days, but it was good. Coming at you. you. All right. So Top Gun and Donnie Brasco. We talked about these films the past few days. Um, you've seen Top Gun a few times. Are you a fan? Uh, yes, I remember watching it a little late. You know, I think I watched it in like the late nineties for okay. the first time. Last and version. I was like, okay. I mean, I thought it held up. I was like, all right, I get why that was so big. It was such, it was really good. Sure. And then I watched it again, you know, like on a on a date or something. Mm-hmm. Is my audio shitty? Are you good? Okay. Um, but you mentioned another movie, didn't you? About like Donnie uh, Brasco, a, a mobster, Donnie Brasco, Airbud. Air Buddies. Yeah, Donnie Brasco. Have you seen it? Donnie Brasco? Never seen it. Pardon me? I'm sorry. There must be an audio problem. I thought you said you've never seen it. Donnie Brasco? Never seen it. I'm going to ask you one more time, John, because I, I think there might be a communication breakdown. and sure that I can anticipate your response for film animation due to my... Did you say you've never seen it? That would be B-L-A-S-P-H-E-M-O-U-S-P-A-S-S! <laughs> Oh, I just scared the cats and the snakes. Great. Everybody's pissed. Snakes? They can't hear. They hear vibrations. Oh. Yeah. So yeah you've never man. seen Donnie Brasco. I mean, that's a great film, man. Big Johnny Depp fan. I'm a pretty big Al Pacino fan. Yeah. Never seen Donnie Brasco. I even, I, you know, I like mob movies. Yeah. Right? That's what it's about. It's that's about kind mob. of an out there one. It was. I think it was really good at the time, and I don't know yeah. if it's people are still watching it as much as... Like I think if you saw it at the time and you were in that that kind of, uh, right. you you would watch it later. But I don't know how much like they show it on TV or. It's one of those weird ones. It'll be like on TNT for like a week, but not like HBO. So it's all chopped up, you know. Like I guess the curse right. words are kind of taken and commercials. Um, it's a great film. True story. I kind of see it. Is it like uh, like a Bronx Tale? Here's what happens at the end. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's different than Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale is a great film too. Yes, I love a Bronx Tale. My, my guy here is bigger than your guy up there. 
All right, say, Ten Hail Marys and to our fathers. That was the best part about being Catholic. No matter what happened, every Sunday it was a clean slate. Yeah, you get to start over. Um, yeah, that's a great movie too. But Bronx Tale, or um, Donnie Brasco's Joe Pistone was an FBI agent in the 70s, and he was undercover working for the, I think it was the Bonanno family in New York. Bonanno. Bonanno. So he was undercover for the mafia or for the cops? He was undercover for the FBI. Uh, he was an FBI agent, but he infiltrated the mob as like a jeweler. And he rose very high in the ranks. I mean, they considered him like one of his own. So he was really in there. But then there was a lot of things. And they talk about this in the movie where he got kind of too close and right. he was kind of getting messed up in the head, like he like felt he like couldn't... he was kind of a mobster at this point. Yeah, like he couldn't tell the difference. He couldn't tell the difference. He couldn't differentiate <laughs> his leadership at the role. So, it's a great story, and um, Johnny Depp's great in it, and uh, that whole cast is cool. And and Al Pacino's his name is um, Lefty, and he's like a bumbling mobster. Like he's not like you know. Michael Corleone, where he's smooth and he's tough and all this, he's very—he's like a joke in the movie. They're like they don't take him seriously, so he does well. And uh, I think we lost John, so here I am uh, by myself, um, talking to myself. And no one predicted that John would just uh, drop out of a moving podcast uh, like this before. So uh, here we are. Um, with me, tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Follow us on Snapchat at nerd35. Thank you for sharing with us tonight. We're going to try to get John back on the air and keep going. Uh, we mentioned advertising, Chief Wahoo, uh, Jose Bautista, the fight where he was punched in the face, Bernie Sanders, Donnie Brasco. Uh, it's currently what we're discussing, and we hinted at Top Gun, which maybe we can get into. Uh, so it's fun, it's good times. Um, if you're interested in merchandise, getting that special lucky lady or uh, lucky gentleman a gift, you can always find us at kingmanproductions.com and um, check out some of our merchandise on there as well. None of it is narcissistic. It's all appropriate for uh, different venues and events, and we hope you're there. So we were talking about Donnie Brasco. Interested what you have to hear about that, or interested to hear what you have to say about that. So tweet us at the podcast, let us know. Uh, what you think about the film. I'm a big mob movie guy. I like mob movies. I love The Sopranos, one of my favorite series. Um, love The Godfather. Really enjoy it. And um want to know what you uh, would like to add to the discussion. Um, the Godfather and Goodfellas, two of my favorites. I don't think you can compare them. I think they're both brilliant and crafted uh, in their own artistic um, greatness. But The Godfather's more of a classic romanticism kind of film. Goodfellas is kind of like some old thugs, brutish, having a good time. Um, not so much more romantic, more gritty. So, we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, I'm going to try John again. Right about now. He's a star man waiting in the sky. I don't know if John's going to be joining us again. Maybe he jumped ship.
புரியுதுங்களா We'll be wrapping it up, which is sad because we had a couple guests on tonight. Some of the famous variety. No, we did not. Uh, appreciate you listening to the show. Michael Biscardi, if you're wondering where he is, he's actually in Germany this week for an excursion for his extracurricular activities. Um, so it's quite a time difference, about nine hours between Los Angeles and California, where I am, and him. But we're going to try to do a show uh, one of these days as well. I'll tell you something about L.A. radio. Morning radio, it's not very good. I would jump on the chance and, and be on it in a second, given the opportunity, but it's not... It's kind of... It's a movie town. So it's kind of, yeah, throw him in there, he'll do that, throw him in there, he'll do that. It's fine. We'll try. John's going to restart his Wi-Fi and do it. In the meantime, I'm going to um, do a little recap of some of the previous shows. Uh, Scarters of the show. We've been talking about politics a lot this year for obvious and good reasons. Uh, it's an election year. But i got to be honest with you guys. I'm not huge on the candidates. I think it's a... For me, it's more of a moral uh, decision of the lesser evils. Everyone's good in their own way. Everyone's got problems in their own way, this and that. But I feel there's not one person I can really jump behind gung-ho. I think we could have done a little bit better as a country with our support and our elected officials uh, presidentially. But it's going to be an interesting year. It's one hell of a year. It's one of the few elections I'm really, I mean, either way could really turn the country into a 180 directional of what um, could be the results of some of this. So it's going to be salacious. It's going to be sexual. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to be in San Diego this weekend. I'm going to try to do some joke videos. Maybe some interviews at Petco Park and uh, maybe do a podcast. Podcast. Nerd 35. Everything. So, that's about it. All right. I'll take a break. We'll be back after this commercial lesson. Message. Stay tuned. My Wi-Fi or whatever was just like blinking, so I, I did the hard reset, and uh, eventually it came back to life. Sounds like hey, hey Ashley should have been paying the bill. <laughs> she better have. You're back. We're back. We're live. We're live. Come at you. Sorry, technical difficulty. Uh, it all makes it more interesting for the listener. To know the secrets I was about to call Comcast and... <sighs> explode. I was going to say I do a very popular podcast and I was mid-recording a show and you dumped me. There were thousands me. of listeners disappointed and yes. now coming to your walls like the zombies in Land of the Dead. I'm going to have them attack you and they will. Because they're hungry. All I have to do is ask. For justice and jokes. We give both of them. 
and they're not invited. Speaking of someone who's hungry, uh, it seems like Sharon and Ozzy, from what I've heard, are playing a little joke on all of us to promote Ozzy's, well, to promote Black Sabbath's last tour. Yes. Sounds like it was a bit of a farce. Is it a farce or is it a... Okay, we worked it out. Let's just make this a thing and we'll move on with it. Forget about it. That's what it is. Or we work it out. Okay, how do we play this? Uh, we were just joking to sell more tickets. That sounds right. like something Sharon Osbourne would come up with. Sounds like something she cooked up in the marketing room. Something she stewed up there in the cauldron. Sounds like some ingredients she peppered in there in order to generate some more publicity. <laughs> a little raven's egg. Uh, <laughs> testicles. <laughs> testicles of a newt. Bakes. What? Beaks. <laughs> beaks. Beaks. <laughs> like chicken beaks. Yes. <laughs> Shady. She's doing it. You know who's funny? Amy Schumer. She is funny. Do you watch her sketches? I mean, her stand-up's good, but you ever see the sketches she does for Comedy Central? No. They're so funny. Does she she has like her own show, her own variety hour? She has that, but then she does these like little sketches. Like she did what she did one in a uh, supermarket or a uh, fast food restaurant. Have you seen that one? Like on the internet or on on Comedy Central? That it's like I a, think they they broadcast it on Comedy Central, but they're online. They're on like YouTube. She's okay. great, man. She's like what I aspire sketches to be. She's so funny. I her delivery is great. She's a great actress. I only know her really from interviews. Um, okay. You know, I know Stern's interviewed her twice. You know, hour-long interviews, uh, and then here and there on you know the the late night guys. But I don't think I've ever watched anything she's really done. She's good. I, I gotta like get into her. I gotta see what she's all about. What's get what it's all about? Because ice. when on all these interviews and, and shows she's uh she's always been funny so she's good i want to see what she's doing she's Let's one of those comedians that like you want to like you know you're like i i'm, I'm rooting for you right you're good you know i get that i feel like uh she doesn't take herself too seriously yeah she doesn't pigeonhole herself it seems like she can do a little bit of everything she can do a little bit of everything she's got her Beak sweat and multiple pools and dishes. It's two beak mentions so far in the show. There will be a third <laughs> in about five minutes. <laughs> Somehow. Get ready. Yeah. So she's good. the Ozzy uh, Sharon uh, news is not really that interesting. Um, but I saw a headline hmm. on CNN's entertainment section. Yes. That was about Anthony Kiedis being hospitalized. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. He's got diarrhea. Death. And was that what it was? Yeah, well, it was the intestinal flu. You tell me what that is. He was shitting his brains out, and he's like, I can't make the show. Oosley. Which is a good as good reason as any in my book to cancel a show. It's like, no. Oopie pay. Oosley, oopie pay. I have, uh, I've, I remember calling Mr. White. In seventh grade, saying, "Hey, I'm not going to uh, make the game today, tonight." And he says, "Why?" And I go, "I've got the shits." <laughs> yeah, I can't he's do like, it. All I need to know, get better, Johnny. That's it. It's great. 
it is the ultimate excuse. Oh, yeah. Because no one would – first of all, they don't want to hear about it anymore after you say that. I, and they're, they're never going to question you. Do you right. want to take a picture? Do you want a live feed of what's going on in my house right now? And everyone's been there. Oh, yes. So everyone knows what – I was there this morning. Oh, I was there for about four days after Talladega. Oh, I bet. It was just never-ending. Talladega is more like it. How are we doing it here, Mobile and Biloxi? <laughs> Speaking of beautiful places. Yes. Let's segue (laughs) to the new wonders of the world. Hey, you said this cool article on CNN about um, the world's top landmarks. Most beloved. Most beloved. Most beloved. Dearly beloved. (laughs) Cardinal Regali. Let's talk about... These places. Let's let's run through the list. The first one is uh, the Milan Cathedral in Milan, Italy. Yes, which looks pretty. Uh, now, why? Uh, amazing views and extraordinary architecture. Raved one recent TA uh, reviewer. So, this thing just looks like a drip castle, like a sand drip cat. You know. Yeah, it looks like Saint. It's very gothic. Yeah, right. It's all pointy. It's a million points. And, it looks like something cast. out of Germany or uh, or France, not so much Italy. Right. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Mr. Number Washington. Nine. No, Mr. Lincoln Memorial. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech was here. Uh, this is a cool place, too. Have you ever seen the reflecting pool? No. Uh, well, yes, I have, but I was like seven. I, I didn't appreciate it or care, and it was a hot day, and I wore a black T-shirt, and I just was miserable. I oh, didn't yeah, get it. Yeah. You know, all these statues, I was like, eh, I don't even – these were real people. I, 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 I want to see some boobs. Can't wrap my head around it. want to see some boobs. And There's some only baseball. one thing I can say about the war in Vietnam. That's all I can say about that. It's a, it's a cool place, man, the reflecting pool. It's pretty. So – that statue, that building, that penis. It's an obelisk. It's called the Washington Monument. Okay, so then why does it say Lincoln Memorial Reflecting Pool? The pool is the, because on the other side of it is the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, where he's so sitting it, there? The, the pool is there. It's cool. It's a whole reflecting pool. Awesome. And then you have the obelisk of the monument. And then you have the memorial on the other side. It's a beautiful, oh, it's yeah. symmetrical as far as the eye can reveal. It's very pretty. I wish. They were sh- I wish. <laughs> I wish they were showing. <laughs> they were showing the Lincoln Memorial in this fucking picture because I know. they're showing the Washington Monument. It's very distracting and and confusing. Fucks. I know it's very penis like. <laughs> I mean, it's CNN's, architecturally sound. I just looked to see who the author of this was, and it just says CNN staff cowards. Oh, he's a good dude. We call him staff. <laughs> he's great. Kenneth. Kenneth Staff, he's great. I know. Uh, I'll take number, them a lot, please. Number nine is – number eight is the Alhambra in Granada, Spain. Granada. This is the uh, castle complex in the city of Granada. It's impressed visitors with its fortified walls and gardens of spectacular growth. The Alhambra was renovated in the mid-13th century, which is the 1200s, by the Nasrid Amirs of Granada which is the last Muslim rulers in Spain. Moving on! Wow, that was a while ago. Where have you guys been? The Alhambra. The Alhambra. Looks kind of like the Rook in chess. Sounds like a character out of Scarface. This is Alhambra Sosa. 
He's not your average drug dealer. We call him Alhambra. But doesn't it look like the rook in chess? Yeah. The Alhambra? The rook. It can move up and down and right to left. That's about it. <laughs> it can intersect. <laughs> Number seven, Church of the Savior on Split Blood Ooh. in St. Petersburg, Russia. This church features Russia's biggest collection of mosaics, intricately depicted biblical figures and scenes. It was built during the reign of Tsar Alexander III on the site where his father, Alexander II, was assassinated in 1881. Wow. Damn. I, I have some hard. chocolate from St. Petersburg. Somebody I know just went there recently, and they brought me back some chocolate from uh, St. Petersburg, one of the royal... The old royal uh, palaces. I'll tell you, Moscow, Russia, is someplace I like to go. They have the St. Peter's or St. Really? Basil's Cathedral and the... Uh, Basel. Basel. And the Kremlin. I mean, a lot of history there. I'm fascinated with Russian history. Really? Yeah. I thought it was all just evilness for, you know, ever. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a really dark times. Hmm. Number well, six this... is the Mosque Cathedral of Cordoba in Spain. Hmm. So it's been a cathedral since Spain's Christian monarchy conquered the city in the 13th century. The Mosque Cathedral of Cordoba has been named a uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site of Outstanding Universal Value. Not a lot of good... The pictures don't really give this place justice. I, I, I know. It looks like the mall in Washington, D.C. Like, a, where's the Disney like store? 30th Street Station with just different yes. paint. <laughs> you know? Right. It's it looks like Halsey's Halloween party <laughs> with those pillars and goblins and gold spooks. It, it looks like Dr. Seuss took over 30th Street Station. It's all stripy and, you know. It looks like we took a Xanax and watched Dr. Who. Beetlejuice. <laughs> number 10. Number, five. number, number five. five is Taj Mahal, which is a tomb. Um, a mausoleum, I should say. Oh. That's, wow. a, that's one of the wonders of the world. It's one of the seven wonders. Oh, true. Now, it's a mausoleum <laughs> for, for some big, some big to-do. Sounds like a real fussy pants built something for his life. <laughs> Jeez. What a coggy asshole. He builds one of the seven wonders of the world as his coffin. Yeah. But above ground now are they above ground or i think they're above ground that? i think they're on the wall i could be wrong i've never been to india but i could be above sea level it was commissioned by the mughal <laughs> emperor shah jahan oh jeho love shah jah 1632 to to house the remains of his beloved wife Mumtaz Mahal. <laughs> that old same tired name. Mumtaz Mahal. Yeah, gosh. It's the Jody. Number four, St. Peter's Basilica, Vatican City. It's the world's second largest Christian church and one of the most notable examples of Italian Renaissance architecture. Ooh. Designed by Michelangelo, the dome. Beautiful. It's got St. Peter's bones. What? Buried there. Wow. Yeah. The actual St. Peter. The St. Peter. Someone, like, kept track of his bones for the last who knows how long. Yeah, he was the first pope. That's where he's buried. Oh, that's right. He was the first pope. Who voted him in? Just Jesus? He was like, you're the first pope. He was like, you're going to be the... Unanimous decision. You're going to be the rock of the church. It's you. 
You know, St. Peter was crucified upside down. Yes, he was like a terrorist, wasn't he? I don't know. Oh, but that was after. Well, he didn't want to be crucified. He didn't think he was worthy enough to be crucified the same way as Christ. So he he did it upside down. Whoa. Talk about loyalty. Holy Ned Stark. Wow. (laughs) Number three is the Angkor Wat in uh, Siem Reap, Cambodia. Angkor is Cambodia's archaeological wonder. It's not just a cluster of ruined temples. But archaeologists recently learned its temples were integrated into a huge network of roads, house mounds, canals, ponds, and temples. Planning a visit? Nope. I'm not planning to go to Cambodia anytime in the near fucking future. Go to Miami, motherfucker. I'm going to go to Cambodia. It looks like a a treehouse on the ground, a very large treehouse, made out of, like, pine cones. Yeah, it like, looks like something out those? of, like, Swiss Family Robinson. Beehives, or, or the Ewoks may live up there. You know, it, it, it just looks like it's going to fall like apart. in a big Clay masonry. Big gust. Now this one, Ooh. number two. Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque Center in Abu Dhabi. This thing is blindingly white. I mean, this whole building... It's whiter than a Trump rally. Every speck of it is white, except for tiny little gold accents, but it is uh, a sight to behold. It's just... Beauty. 41,000... Behold. 41,000 worshippers on the world's largest carpet. The mosque took 11 years to complete. And it's amazing that they spelled worshippers wrong on CNN. Another what? grammar violation. Oh my gosh. Maybe Wait, spend you... money going to college rather than look at infidel architecture sites in the world, <laughs> CNN. <laughs> What's... Wait, how do you spell worshippers? I think it's two Ps. Oh yeah, that's worshippers. <laughs> the, yeah. they, that's what they wrote. Yeah. Great reporting, CNN. What's next? Red dicks during November? <laughs> Come on. And number one is uh, Machu Picchu in Peru. Red dicks. I know. Have you been here? I've never been to Peru. I'd like to go there. Lima is a place that I heard is beautiful. Yeah. More than a million tourists visit Peru's spectacular 15th century Inca citadel each year. Uh, this is like a, a civilization that all of a sudden just like disappeared or we found it and it was disappearing you know, and it was empty. I, yeah, I there's think- a lot of those too in South America that just vanished. Right. They uh, just went away. They just uh, frog tied themselves out of there and flew the cuckoo nest. What? <laughs> We're just talking gibberish at this point. We're not even making sense. Happened. I'm just saying words right now in a funny voice. I just goo goo gaga to the doo doo da da. Clark, that doesn't even make sense. Well, we're giving people uh, excellent places to visit. Yeah. And and what it looks like, but there's a lot of bad pictures. So it's like a shitty review of right. a shitty. There's screenshots of Mario is missing from Nintendo 1994. It's just <laughs> oh, the Statue of Liberty. Just go there. I'll tell you what's a beautiful spot that I'd love to go to is um, Christ the Redeemer in um, it's uh, 
Is that Ryu? I think it's Ryu. Christ. The big statue of Christ the Redeemer? I do not know of it. I'm looking it up right now. That's Christ. a wonderful. Oh, the, world. the one where he's going like. Yeah. He's doing like the Razor Ramon pose. But and I'm, really. I'm on this huge Mount Rushmore kick, too. I've been saying to Jen for months, like, we got to go to South Dakota and see Mount Rushmore. She said, what else are we going to do? I said, I don't know. We'll find something to do. We'll be like a three-day trip. We'll hike and we'll see, like, Native American lands and we'll see Mount Rushmore. And I just, just want to go there. The pictures you could take there would be great. South Dakota. Yeah. What else do they have there? The Badlands? The Badlands. They have uh, a lot of Sioux... Um, Native American like heritage sites and what is the Badland? Wow, it's just like mountains. It's just a e- everywhere. Canaveras, cantankerous, terrainous mountain site. This <laughs> is a spattering, speckling of mountain top. <laughs> wow, wow, dude, that would be really cool. And that's where Mount Rushmore is. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds spacious. Phillies win three to one. They're on a roll, 17. man. Uh, let's check out those stupid Mets, and they are beating the Nationals, which is oh, they beat the Nationals, which is good. Well, let's go to the standings, Matt. Let's take a look, John, down on the field. John Hassinger, live correspondent for the Podcastle. John, take and it right away. Now the Phillies topping the Marlins three to one with Tommy Joseph's first game having um, one RBI, one home run, and one run scored. He went like three for three in his first game ever. This kid is the most, the highest, highest touted, you know, farm system boy in the world. So they're a half a game back of the Washington Nationals now. Wow. And John's down there live in the field right now interviewing any random play on any team. John, take it away. And we're going to go I'll, to the, I'll be the player. Dodgers, L.A. versus L.A. What's going on there, Matt? How can that even happen? Well, John, I'm glad they asked here. The two teams have actually split down the side partisan, reflecting that of the United States right now with its electoral process. And I'm here on the field with one of the players here to talk about the game. Tell me, sir, how did you uh, manage to get through the game? Well, you know, we just came out here with a bunch of guys, and, you know, we just swung the bats around, and the balls, when we picked up, if we didn't catch them, we picked them up again, and we threw them, and it's just a bunch of great group of guys, and it's just really tough to do that. Okay, that's great. Uh, we're here with the coach, uh, the, the manager. Uh, what was your strategy going into this uh, ball game? Well, you know, the other team has a really good uh, eye for the ball, and, you know, we're here to play, and they're here to play, and we're wearing uniforms, and they're wearing uniforms, so... <laughs> We just wanted to go out there and play the game and, uh, you know, at the end of the night, just go um, back to the locker with a bunch of really good guys. Player of the game, player of the game, Miguel Zuzitsu. Uh, How did did you approach the game today on the mound against such a uh, a crazy offensive lineup? Uh, Well, you know, I'm just uh, trying to throw strikes, you know, just me and my catcher, you know, we just have a great relationship and I'm just trying to throw more strikes and balls. And, you know, I got a great group of guys behind me, you know, they support me, you know, they're always cheering me on when I get down. So, you know, we're just trying to throw strikes. I was, you know, just trying to throw strikes. Oh, cream pie in the face. (laughs) There it was. That was fascinating. And now back to the studio. Coming up next, our plants getting sexier. Stay tuned. I can't wait. (laughs) That's great. What's going on here? I love the uh, the generic answers. Yes.
So how did you feel when you scored that touchdown? Well, you know, we just got to keep running as, as quick as we can. And once we get in there, we got to, you know, just get the ball past a certain mark. And after we pass the second down mark, we'll get a first down. And then it's it's second and goal, which means that we actually have to get points because there's not enough yardage left to get a first down. So we just move the ball in there, and then we're just playing the game. Okay. Greg, Greg Popovich is the best, the coach of the Spurs. They, oh. they ask him questions like, so, Greg, why do you think uh, – or, so, Pop, what do you think uh, went wrong tonight? And he'll go, they had more points than we did. <laughs> or, like – Does he say that? They shot better shots than we shot. Like, yeah, he, he just oh, hates it. Great. He, he gives them the real answer, which is nothing that they can really write. But then it becomes a soundbite. That's quite, great. Quite genius. They scored more points. They had more points. Their shots fell. Ours didn't. They had There's, less turnovers. They made it to the basketball ring. Basketball ring. Oh, God. Cruz. Yeah. So, Sixers, number one pick. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Simmons from LSU. I think that's uh, who everyone says we're going to pick. He's like a point guard, forward guard. I don't know. But he can run the offense, which is what we need because we have a bunch of big guys and like a sharpshooter. Yeah, we need someone to run the offense to kind of put that ball into the net and make that land and score two. Or if it's past a certain point of reference, it'll be a three. We need him to dribble uh, and then pass and sometimes shoot, but not that many, not that much. Pass a lot to the big guys and to the other guy who can shoot real well. We need collective bargaining amongst the players. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. And maybe a steal. Doesn't make any sense. All right. You want to put this one in the W column tonight? Flat. Slice. Uh-oh. Flat. I got a delay. On me? When I... Okay, it's back. Delays are weird, man. It's like thinking you weird. shit your pants for a second and you're trying to, like, not let anyone notice. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just... I walk backwards on Tuesdays because I need to... It's practicing the moonwalk for John's wedding. Uh, I need to run away. That's wedding. Hey, real quick, before we go, the wedding. You guys are... It's coming up. I was thinking about yeah. this the other day. Is it kind of a cool-down period where a lot of the things, the big decisions are done and you guys are kind of just waiting? Or is it crazy like things are happening every day? 164 days away. I know that wow. since Heather told me yesterday, 165. Aww. And um, <laughs> Thursday, Thursday we look at like the flowers and I didn't have to go, Ooh. but I told her I would go like an idiot. I don't know why. You're going to be selecting the flora and fauna for the ceremony. The floral arrangement and color scheme. And which moon tapestries. I could care less about, but right. I, I don't know. But so, I guess it's important. But you're right. There's There's that many days away, so like five months. It'll be five months in like a, a ten days. Um, exactly. Because uh, it's October 29th. And about four months prior, you got to call the music, the band slash DJ that we have. Okay. And kind of tell them, like, hey, here's what you got to do. You know, you do it in the right order because, you know, you're a band, you're a wedding band. You're having Skrillex for the DJ there, right? <laughs> no plies. <laughs> no plies. Plies. Oh. Is this so, the guy with the uh, uh, the pyrotechnic stuff when he does the DJing? 
I have no clue who. I think no, Playas is some like shitty Miami rapper. Oh, I have no idea who it is. Crap, crap rapper name, Playas, but it's spelled like P L I Y E S, Playas. Oh, so he's gonna be the entertainment clearly. <laughs> Him and Flo Rida. <laughs> Flo Rida would be great. The metal bottom dreams in the scoop in the her. And maybe Pitbull. Yeah, well, of course. Welcome to Miami. This is every one of my songs. Welcome to Miami. Uta, Uta, Uta. We're basically... And Shakira. And Shakira. It's like... I'm a hipster. Tweet us. Tweet us. This is a great show, man. This is fun. We got a lot of ground covered. Glad we recovered from that damn technical difficulty that like freaked out in more ways than one. Yes, it gave you a bit of a spook inside your genitalia ridge. It tickled my fear bone right where it tickles the most. It set waves of wrinkles down your oh, hey. pathocordial spine. You know what we need to do? <laughs> uh, we need to test out the Gmail, Gchat thing so we can videotape this. Yes. Little. For all these sheep that listen to us. Let's make that more. Yeah, for all these uh, puppets and drones that we control. Let's, tomorrow, let's do a test. A test? All right, yeah. Let's do it. Unless you want to do it tonight. No, it's like 11. I know. My stomach is eating the back of its spine. <laughs> my stomach sucking up against the back of my spine. <laughs> what is that from? George says it in the car. The car dealership episode. Oh, yeah. there were two nougats in there. I couldn't help noticing you had a crisp, fresh dollar. Your uh, yeah. wallet, you check again. You had several crisp ones. I glanced in. I glanced. You know what's funny about that episode is he was so hungry and he couldn't get any food, but then he had somehow got. We've talked about this. He has like eight candy bars for a presentation. Why would he just eat them? And where'd he get them? No, first he wanted to prove a point, which really there was no point because like he's he's like it's a setup. It was a setup, I tell you. They're like, how is it a setup if they're all Twix? Right. <laughs> Who's a Twix? A nickel. They're all crooks. I'm not a crook. Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Thank you so much for listening. I am Matthew Clark with Jonathan Assinger saying, Buenas noches. Todos las personas. Uh, adios. Y en Dios speed. Chao. Came to Gotham's rescue in its darkest night. And he got Russell Crowe to the train Even though it cost his life I loved him in American Psycho And maybe felt desire When he killed the dragon And saved the world And ran a fire Machinist, he showed guilt, passion, and rage. But I couldn't stop staring at his rocking 
47 times And I'm not trying to come across as some kind of floozy But between my girls 